This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. Welcome to Voices of Your Village. This is episode number 37. I'm super jazzed about today's episode. I had a lot of folks reach out asking for resources on pumping and breastfeeding in the workplace and on the go and all that jazz. So I scored the founders of Mamava. If you're not sure what Mamava is, you need to look it up ASAP because they are doing amazing work. Christine and Sasha started Mamava to provide space for breastfeeding parents for pumping or for feeding on the go. They have a number of different types of these pods, but there are like inflatable ones. There are kind of more permanent ones, but they're little pods where you can unlock the door with an app because they have an app as well because they're amazing. And inside is like a luxury suite for you to pump or to breastfeed in. And There's space for you to be able to do work for your laptop, for your phone. There are plugs. There's everything that you would need on the go. So you're in an airport, you're traveling for work or for pleasure or whatever. There is likely a mama pod. And if there isn't, you better let the airport know that they need a mama pod. But these women started this amazing company and they are not just providing these spaces, but so many resources on your rights in the workplace and kind of navigating the pumping journey and back to work breastfeeding. And they are just a wealth of knowledge and have this amazing hub of resources to serve breastfeeding parents with. They hit me with a bunch of statistics about how many folks want to breastfeed, and then what the journey ends up looking like for a lot of folks who don't have access to necessary resources to keep their journey going. I absolutely loved our conversation and I learned so much from them. After this episode, you can head on over to mamava.com to check them out. Check them out on Instagram. I'll tag all of those in the blog post at voicesofyourvillage.com. Also, would you do me a favor? 
If you're not subscribed to this podcast yet, there's been a lot of funky stuff happening on iTunes, and sometimes podcasts are not searchable for people who are not subscribed. So I don't want you to lose access to us. So subscribe, and while you're at it, feel free to scroll down and leave a review. Only if it's a five-star review, because otherwise you just keep on going. I kid, I kid. I would love to hear from all of you but mostly if you have nice things to say. So can't wait to read it. I read every single review and guys, they make my heart sing. I'm producing this content for you because I think it's so necessary and I want there to be resources for you to turn to and access to experts in the field and just a labor of love. But you can say thank you by subscribing and leaving a review. Thanks guys. Enjoy. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Hey everyone, welcome to Voices of Your Village. Today I'm here with the Mama Va founders, Christine and Sasha. Hey, Christine and Sasha. Hi. Hi. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Good. Uh, can you kickstart us off by sharing what Mama Va is and kind of how, how you started this little company? Yeah, I can start. This is Sasha. Uh, Mama Va stands for Mama Plus Go. So we create design solutions for mamas on the go. And that includes both freestanding lactation suites, which maybe you've seen in airports and stadiums and other public places, but also furnishing solutions a mobile app for moms to find breastfeeding and pumping friendly locations, a community of um, uh, resources for the community of breastfeeding moms via uh, our web platform. And um, we started off here in Burlington, Vermont, based on our own personal experience and needs as breastfeeding moms on the go, when we were traveling for work, we often found ourselves in really substandard locations to use our breast pumps, and we wanted to breastfeed, but it was really, really challenging, and we knew women all around us who were unable to kind of meet their breastfeeding goals because they didn't either have a place to pump at work, uh, the support um, from the community in general, and uh, Mama Ba was, was founded to, to solve that problem so all moms could have an authentic choice to breastfeed if they chose. It's amazing. Uh, I was just listening to an episode of the Birth Hour podcast where Bryn was sharing her first time like being away from her tiny human traveling for work. And now she spent like 45 minutes just like going into different public bathrooms, trying to find a place with an outlet, like wow. just searching for a place to pump. And Mama Va such an amazing solution for that. That's fantastic. 
So what what does it look like today? I feel like I'm seeing Mama Va everywhere I go, in every airport, and you guys have an amazing app now. Can you speak? Yeah, we, we've actually had the app since the beginning. Um, when we had very few of our suites out in the world, we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, because of our mission really is about helping moms achieve breast, their breastfeeding goals, we wanted to make sure our app was connecting moms who are looking for spaces with spaces that exist, but also crowdsourcing through the mom community about places that they had found that um, we could vet in a sense of just understanding what amenities, you know, do they have a plug, do they have a lock, all that stuff, and then put those on our app as well. So it really uh, enabled us to have a bigger footprint and presence without actually having a lot of actual mama vas out in the world. But today we have 500, we just hit our 500, um, we call them pods and suites interchangeably, just so you know, our 500 pod um, placement, which was actually the Burbank airport. And we got some amazing press around that. And um, it's, you know, an exciting milestone for us because this company and business, I should say, didn't exist really much um, before two years ago. Yeah, was when we hired our first employees. So the idea has been in our minds and hearts for a long time and developing, um, you know, what this business could be and a prototype and just understanding um, what uh, the need really was in the market. Uh, was a big part of the initial uh, learnings we had, but then actually selling them was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. I feel like it's boomed. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, clearly yeah. there was a need. There is yes. a need. Yeah, it was validated. <laughs> yeah, and I think we were long out of the breastfeeding business ourselves. Um, my youngest is 12. Christine's youngest is 15. 16. 16 now. Yeah. And so um, the fact that we were continuing as we incubated the idea to hear from moms who were set with the same challenges as we were so many years ago, Mm. it became sort of undeniable that we should move forward with it. And there's been so many amazing people that have been attracted to support Mama Va, to work at Mama Va. We've doubled our workforce in the last you know, frankly, eight months. Yeah, Yeah, we're up to 22 employees now. Wow, that's amazing. And they find us and um, the moms, you know, who are on social media, who kind of rally around the concept and advocate it in their cities and towns has really been the wind in our sails. So I think sometimes Christine and I think of ourselves as reluctant entrepreneurs with this (laughs) giant um, community of believers behind us that has made it sort of undeniable. That's amazing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. 
BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot voices. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. It's fantastic. So can we dive into some of the kind of breastfeeding facts and figures? I attended a little workshop uh, where I heard Christine share some stuff and I was like, whoa, those are numbers that we should be talking about more. Can you speak to kind of like the percentage of moms who enter in wanting to breastfeed and then kind of how that evolves? Yeah. So what we feel proud about is we do think we're part of this larger movement where more and more women in this country are choosing to at least initiate breastfeeding. So 82% roughly of women at least start out breastfeeding. What happens then is as they go back to work, um, you know, three months, six months, um, 12 months, that number falls off. So roughly, I think about 30% of women are still exclusively breastfeeding at six months, which is the recommended time that you should exclusively breastfeed uh, by the World Health Organization and um, by the CDC and all those places who have done the research. So we feel really good about the uptick in initiation rates for breastfeeding. That is pretty much at a contemporary all-time high for this country. We hope and believe that our units out in the world serve as sort of this beacon of support and choice architecture that says to maybe a mom-to-be or to the community as a whole, like breastfeeding happens here and it's supported and here's an option specifically for when you need to be away from your baby and use a breast pump, which is a a logistically challenging (laughs) act 
<laughs> and until you've done it, it's pretty hard to even imagine what it's like to, you know, replace your baby with a baby robot, <laughs> find a place <laughs> to plug it in, feel comfortable enough physically and emotionally to be productive and have let down and make milk without your baby there. So, um, that is something that is um, pretty exciting to see that there is really good momentum around initiation rates. Um, and the problem that we are trying to solve is as moms return to work, that they can keep up and continue to breastfeed if they choose. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and I think that at least the, the common story that I've heard, I, I worked in childcare for a long time. So I was getting tiny humans. I worked in infant toddler care. So I would have these tiny humans in my classroom who would often start out on, on breast milk and then it would it would usually die off from there as like supply went down or um, other workforce challenges came into play. So I saw the tiny human side of this and, and moms kind of going through that change in process. And when I put this out to my community and said, I'm going to have these women on. Do you have any questions? Almost every question that I received was about re-entering the workforce and how to keep supply up and essentially what they're entitled to in the workforce when it comes to pumping and, and continuing to breastfeed. So can we dive into that? Like, What are the, the laws, the legal side of things? Yeah, so the laws differ across state to state for the for, for, for um, and for, in terms of how robust they are. But there is federal legislation under the Fair Labor Standards Act that um, mandates that any employer with more than fifty employees must provide break time and a space that is not a restroom for a mom to use her breast pump for the first year. Uh, after the child is born. And in places like California and New York State and um, Vermont, that can be even more robust. Um, one of the issues with the Fair Labor Standards Act is that it doesn't actually mean that you have to be paid for that time. And what we find or what we know is that although this legislation exists, a lot of women aren't asserting their demand for the proper accommodation mm -hmm. and it's sort of invisible to employers um, if the mom doesn't actually assert herself. Right. So one thing is to prepare your employer for when you go back to work. Exactly. And what we try to do um, through our website and through other uh, touch points with moms is make sure they've got the information and the tools that they need to have those conversations. So helping support the mom in that, as well as on the other side, because our business really is selling to both employers and public facilities. So we're doing a lot of educating on the customer side, um, because a lot of times they'll reach out to us because they've seen one or they've heard of this, but they don't even have all the information in terms of what the requirements are and what the law says. Um, a lot of times they'll question, well, why don't you have water? Well, for us, that answer is always, uh, or there's no plumbing in it, because the placement should be close enough to a bathroom, and the whole reason for having this mobile um, lactation space is that you can bring it to where the mom needs it. And part of the challenge, and this isn't necessarily about the law, but 
the challenge that um, a lot of women have in the workplace, especially when you start thinking about large campuses or um, factories or any other place where you have to travel to find this remote lactation room especially if you're an hourly employee, you're having to punch out or you're having to take break time to go do this. And it's just not convenient. And it makes it all the much harder to stick to your um, goal of, of breastfeeding. So, so there's a lot of education, I guess my point is that we're doing on the employer side as well. And we understand that it is a lift sometimes for an employer to try to solve this problem. So our products have been designed with that in mind like what's easier than building a room let's not make it hard for people to do the right thing let's facilitate it by creating a, a solution that's really easy that can be installed in four hours or less that is mobile as christine said that is really easy to clean etc so um our design backgrounds really played into that to think about yes our core audience is the moms who need to be productive in those suites um, but our customer is actually a facilities uh, person who has to make the decision to purchase and maintain our suites. Yeah, well, and it's interesting. I was um, speaking to somebody recently who w works in HR and had said that they didn't have, she was like, we haven't had somebody who was breastfeeding or pumping at our workhorse in like a five-year stretch. Yeah. So for us, it wouldn't make sense to have a room that was dedicated just for this that would often go unused until we had somebody who, who was choosing to breastfeed or pump. I love that Mama Ba is providing this other option of like, you don't need a room designated to this. There are other ways to go about it. Right. Yeah. And we find that a lot of the um, recommendations from like the CDC and the National Institute for Health about how many lactation rooms per number of employees are completely irrelevant. On one side, for that example, you just um, stated where you may not have anybody. But on the other side, we had um, 10 employees last year, two had babies in May. So we needed two <laughs> rooms. Right. So it's um, really dependent on the scenario dependent. And we try to like talk through people, uh, talk through our customers uh, about those scenarios. And of course, you know, in another year and a half, you have another baby boom and, and um, you might not need it for a set period of time, but then you might really when you need, need it. it. You need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got about nine months to get it there. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> that's the, yeah. the compliance on the employer side. Mm -hmm. So how can you comply and get something installed in short order before the mom comes back? But also, you know, when you build a room, there's all kinds of other considerations like permitting and obviously the cost. But once you have a room like that, dedicating it to lactation is also difficult for employers mm -hmm. because you've got the pressures of your employee base. You're like, well, I need a place to pray or I need, you know, a space, you know, outside of any kind of equity thing to have a phone call. <laughs> so it's really important. And this is part of the education piece for employees to understand that that dedicated space is going to make it possible for that mom to continue down the journey that she's on with breastfeeding because once she has to fight for that room, that's a barrier. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, 
a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Yeah, for sure. And we know that the workforce is moving more and more urban, which just means less and less space for things like a a room designated for pumping. Awesome. So you mentioned that uh, moms are eligible for break time. What does that mean? Like how frequent is that? How does that, uh, how how does one advocate for themselves for that, right? Like if all of a sudden... Yeah, it, unfortunately, it's not actually specified. Um, be, so um, it's quote unquote reasonable. Reasonable, mm. and <laughs> as we know, when you have a young baby, that's you know reasonable is at least every three hours. And it, it's funny because the legislation, the FLSA, also talks about a threshold of fifty non-exempt employees. But we happen to know, meaning. Um, hourly employees, but we actually happen to know that um, if you delve into the language of the law, it it has broader coverage. You have to, as an employer, um, present undue hardship um, in creating a space or providing the support for a mom. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a lactation room. It just has to be a, a room not that a is not a bathroom. So it's it's pretty soft. And then, as I said, there are state-by-state, state, more robust legislation. And all of this can actually be found on our website as well if moms are trying to, to you know, advocate for themselves. I mean, you know, frankly, what we have found, which is also really, really reassuring, is that for the most part, employers want to do the right thing. It's a tight employment market all the way across the board, and um, it's much um, less expensive to keep a great employee than to have to go and hire a new one. And I think people overall get that the health and wellness of their employees extends into the health and wellness of their, you know, company culture. So um, we've, and I know we're talking to um, the initiated, but for the most part, we're finding that it's like employers who who want to do the right thing, and um, 
really support this idea. And that's, you know, women and a lot of men because often facilities are managed um, by men. Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the moms who reached out was like, I am the only female at my job and no one gets this. I'm about to go back to work. And this is her second tiny human. And she said, with the first, I struggled to produce um, at work and pumping as compared to when I was home with my little girl. And now I'm about to head back to work. Like, Uh what should I have in place? And what am I allowed to kind of advocate for in order to kind of start off my pumping journey in a good place? Yeah. I mean, I think that feeling confident in your rights, asserting that expectation, making sure that um, the employer knows, and knowing that there's, uh, as I said, this community of women, that even if that employer um, isn't going to be outwardly supportive, there's... um, Facebook groups, there's Mama Va, there's, you know, your, as you say, your, the tribes are there. So um, think of it in, in those terms that it's, it's, it's your right. And um, millions and millions of moms are doing this right now. And billions have done it before. <laughs> so think of it. I think it's a lot of it is psychological. It's like that letdown yeah. thing is like, you know, you have to be strong. You have to be kind of a warrior about it in order to be productive with your breast milk. Right. And like, I think even simple things like blocking off your calendar. Yes. So like, I will not be in, I'm not available for a meeting or whatever during this time. Yeah. And eventually that'll get easier. Like not demurring about it, just saying, you know, right out front that, yeah, you're yeah. not available and you're, you're raising the human race. We put out a lot of content that speaks to all of these topics. So that is a big part of um, what we're about being a resource for breastfeeding moms and making sure that they have, you know, how to talk to your employer about going back to work. Um, we're, we're developing content all the time. And that's on the, yeah, via yeah. our blogs and, yeah. and that's all searchable on our website as well. Awesome. We will definitely link to that. That's one of the questions I got was like, where do we go for resources on this and information even yeah. just like how to go about it? That's what's really interesting. You know, 3 million women um, in this country, you know, initiate breastfeeding. I think there's about 4 million births every year. But of course, many of those, you know, 1.5 million are first-time mothers who, even though we know the answer to these questions, are asking this question for the first time. And maybe they're separated from family or maybe they don't have family that breastfed or um, are the first in their friend group who are doing it. So we the the internet and 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 um, there's so many resources and just to make sure that people don't feel like they're alone in this. Yeah, no, it's it's such an interesting point too. I do sleep consulting and it very similarly where I, I've been doing it for five years and so for me a lot of these things I'm like oh well people are talking about this now like we know where to find resources and then of course like no then there's still another first time mom who reaches out and is like I have no idea what I'm doing with sleep. And I'm like, oh, right. You haven't been doing this for five years. And maybe people are talking about it because that's the circle that I'm now in. Uh, But there are places you can access resources. And I think that's huge. So we will definitely link to your site and blast that out there. It's nice to know where to turn. 
Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of other sites that we recommend as well that maybe have more of the technical. We're not, uh, Christine and I are not lactation consultants and sort of more of the uh, the, the practitioners and, and medical advice um, can be linked through our site as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think one thing uh, on the sleep sort of entering work thing to keep in mind is that like, I think it's easier to advocate for yourself before you go back to work than once you're there and you're exhausted because your kid probably still isn't sleeping through the night Mm -hmm. and you're also feeding through the night and all these things. And now you're also having to work full time. So I think having that plan in place or at least a conversation that begins before you Mm -hmm. re-enter is huge. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. Is there anything else you would like to share with us or kind of where people can connect with you? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, the biggest uh, message we'd love to send is come to us as a resource. So if you share those links, that's great. Also, definitely download our app. That's a not only again, to find spaces in general, but if you find if you're using a Mamava, it actually unlocks the door. So it's uh, super easy, secure access, and you'll be seeing come November a new version of our app, which we're really excited about and has all kinds of additional features and content for moms. So stay tuned. That's fantastic. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll link to all that uh, and to your Instagram, which I enjoy following along with. It's always fun and positive and, and another way to connect with other moms on that journey. So Definitely. we'll link to all that in the blog post. Uh, thanks, ladies. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.